They saw the Eber Hayardain offered very opportune land to, to farm, to, to graze their sheep. So the Yom Bnei Gad Nei Ruvin Ayyom Moshe Ve Eloz Akoyim Torah of Dibin Beyaz Venimur Bechez Me Elolei Who spoils the one behind Or to Shik Hashem Nei Aras Yisrael Eretz Mikni Olodecho Mikni so they said, this is perfect farming land, this is land we can, we can raise our cattle. So, so they said, we would like to inherit this piece of land, rather than cross the Yardin and live in Eretz Yisrael. So at first, Moshe gives them a whole Russia, that how can they not close the Yardin and cause the rest of Claudius Yisrael to once again be frightened and this is what happened with the Meraglin and they're going to bring that problem again. So eventually they come to Moshe and they say that wasn't our Havamina, we had no, ch- no thought not to cross the Yardin, we plan on crossing the Yardin, etc. So before we get into the dialogue between Moshe and the Meraglin and, and the Bnei Gad Meiruvein, we have to ask the question, why would they want to forfeit Eretz Yisrael? So, you know, the, we understand on a certain level that they needed farmland for their cattle, but we're talking over here, Eretz Yisrael, why would you not want to go, they waited 40 years in the Midbar to get to Eretz Yisrael, the whole Haftacha, the Torah is, we're going to live together in Eretz Yisrael with the Rebbeinah Shalom. And they decide we want to have Abraham because we have sheep. So, is the shot? Why would they want that? So, um, many Mephorshim humbled this. So, I saw in the, the safe of me, Mamakim, he humbled this a shtickle. So Desla talks about it, the others talk about it. Anyway, so. In Mamakim, he says that you have to understand both Reuven and God were unique in the sense that they both saw their Tafkid as being Mashpian from their wealth to Klaam Yisrael. He says Reuven is the Chor. The Chor is always the one who's supposed to be Mashpia on the rest of the children. You also find his name is Reuven, the Russian of Reir. So a person uh, with ayin toiv, ayin toiv is mashpia, ayin toiv yivarech. Ayin ra is the cheap one, he doesn't want to give. So Ruvain had this meter of being a mashpia. They, they felt, we're going to have wealth, we're going to be rich, and through that we'll be able to do chesed to Klaam Yisrael. So even if it means living Yardin, they saw that as this was their mission in life. This was their tafkid that they should do that. God at the same time, first of all, when, when Leah said, oh God, when God was born, so one shot is mazel, mazel came, that God means mazel. So the word mazel comes from the word noizel, to pour something, to drip something. So it's a lotion of hashvah also, to be mashpia something. But Iker is the name God is Gimel Dalet. Gimel Dalet is Goimel Dalet. So, God in his very name is the symbolic of this idea to be going Odalim. And so they also felt that our mission is to be going Odalim and we can become wealthy and they and give the 
has the opportunity to be mashpia more. So they saw that as their. So chatzishet menashe is Moshe Rabbeinu encouraged them to do it. And so they went because Moshe felt they had Talmidei Chacham and he didn't want Reuben and God to be left without a Hashbaz Torah. And so many Mepharshans say they were, I said, why did we take Yisachar? Some others, it seems like they're Cheshbon. But the Menashe had that Koyach of, of Torah. I always had that Machshavah that you find that Ephraim and Menashe were the sons of Yosef. Ephraim was the one who learned Torah with, with Yatim. Menashe was the uh, public relations guy for Yosef. He's the one who was the interpreter. He dealt. So Menashe, Vices had a talent of, of dealing with people. So that Menashe could have felt, we need a bridge between the Negod, Negudin, and Kalal Yisrael. Someone who will be able to make sure that they don't get at odds with each other. Menashe was the perfect candidate. They understood that, that dynamic. And so they weren't there because they had that. They, they were asked by Moshe to, to, to join them. I'll call upon him. But you find that at, with all the good intentions, it turns out that the God and were the first ones to go into Gullah. So something went wrong with all their good intentions over here. And so um, what is the problem? So well, first of all, after Moshe gave them the whole shmuz, so they said, Gidrish Tsoin Nidl Niknainu Poid, or Mutapena, will build corrals for our sheep and cities for our children, and then Anachman Gabriel Chushim and Abraham Yisrael, Arisha Havi Oinim and Mokoyma, the Yoshu Tapena, or the Mitzvah, and the Yoshuaris. We Moshe Dobotain, what it's Nachman Yisrael, Ishnach Losay. So they didn't go back. Till after, not only did they go and fight the war to be to, to, for Kibush, they stayed with Yeshua till everyone got their nachala. So they were moisture much seven years away from home to make sure that everything was settled before they went. So they were grace and tzaddikim, and again they they felt we're the mashpiim, we have to take care, and they took care. So after they said their shtikul tayra, so. Um, Moshe says to them, So right away he's giving them Musr, and he's saying to them, Herzl, you made a mistake. When you presented what you want, you said that, um, First you said, we're going to build Gidrois Tzoyin. And then you said, so the fact that you put the behemoths before the children is already an indication that to some extent you're a little bit more focused on the Gashmias than on the Ruchmias. You're a little more focused on your Parnosa than on your children. And so he right away connects, corrects them and he says, You first build cities for your children and then the day was Litzenachem. Okay? So, um, the, the other Nakuda that Moshe is Misakin over here is that they, when they mentioned what they want to do, they didn't say a word about Hashem. They didn't mention Hashem's name. They said, we're going to build corrals for our cattle, cities for our children. Moshe said, make up this as Moshe, and Tassel is a Dovar Azeh, and they called to Fnei Hashem, Lamul Chama. Lobel Hem Kokhalutz is a Yadu Fnei Hashem. 
had a rish was oidim yipolet nifni osnei Hashem yachat hashuvi is nikiim Hashem in Israel oisah was just lamecham chuzlufnei Hashem so imamish bangs it home to them right you have to mention Hashem's name but one of the ikutainus from them was first of all that you, you had your values distorted you know you have to first focus on the ruchnius first focus on the chinuch of your children then take care of the behemoth. And uh, so in life, you have, to, you have to have your priorities arranged properly. And, and then uh, you, you take care of what you have to do. And children are very perceptive. Children's hot. As soon as they sense that the parents uh, are putting the delegation on the Tarnosa more than on the children, they'll hop and they'll, they'll, still, you know, they'll, they'll either uh, not do anything about it and become brightness and have problems, or uh, they might pipe up a bit once in a while. There's a famous mice about a girl who stole the Afikoyman. And the father said, what would you like for the Afikoyman? She said, a conversation. That's what she wanted. She wanted to have a conversation with her father. And her father had no time for it. That's what she asked for, a conversation. And, you know, there's a... Uh, what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... a uh, it's, uh, uh, I heard this mice from Gatu, but um, the teacher asked the kids in class one day, "What is the most important thing in the world?" So he figures this kid would say Torah, this kid after the Shvorchu, some would say Eretz Yisrael, or Rabbi This kid comes and he says Chumot. So, <laughs> so they thought the kid is trying to make a joke. Man. So he says, Shlomi, why do you say Chalm? He said, well, every Shabbos, right, when I'm, you know, we have a Shabbos meal, and I say my Torah, and my father, his head is buried in the Chalm. And so I'm saying my Torah, and all my father is doing is eating Chalm. So that's got to be the most important thing in the world. And so the father is, is uh, you know, showing the child that right now eating my children is more gishmach than listening to your So parents have to be very... Uh, somebody told me that in, in... I'm not sure where they say, in the kindergarten once, so they always have the Shabbos party, you know, uh, and so there's the Shabbos Nahatati and the Shabbos Mami, right? So if you have a co-ed kindergarten class or whatever, but I'll go for them. So, um, so one kid was the Shabbos Tati. So, you know, they set the table or whatever they do in kindergarten, and the kid sits there and say, okay, let it roll, let's start. So the kid goes, oi, sigevein azash zerevach. That's how the kid starts the Shabbos. That's what he learned from his father. You know, that was the, that's how he starts his Shabbos suda. So, so children perceptive. So, Moshe Tainus to them, you don't put your behemoth before your children. And that was the, the, the time that the Stipler said over that there were two families that left Eretz Yisrael and left Europe, maybe they used to live in Europe, and they went to America. And one family, the children became and one family, the children did not turn out so well. So the Stipler said, I'll tell you what the chiluk was. Very subtle chiluk, but the kids picked up on it. One father, you know, he, he packed up and they went to America. The other Yid, 
he went right away and he bought himself another talus and another pair of silver. So she said, I don't know what's going to be in America. But if anything goes wrong in my talus and silver, I don't know if I'll get another one. I'm going to buy another pair of silver here just in case my silver become possible and I don't know what what you could do. The kids picked up that that was the thicker concern the father had. What's going to be with the roof me? Everything else, they really took care of it. The kids saw that that was the father's only concern. They, it, it, it changed their whole attitude. And so this is the Yisait Hadvarim. So Misa, this Yisait is also evident. In Sefer Malachim, there's a Sefer Malachim, see, I still soon. Elio Anovi, we spoke about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. He told Pacha we're going to have a famine. Right? For three years, there's not going to be anything. So, the boy Michel tells, um, tells Eliyahu Novi, he devar Hashem Elav Leymar. This is doing the, the, Leif Sorfosa Hashem Lutzid, be a shaktish, and go to the place of Sorfas. He needs to be Sisham Ishal Mon Lachalkulacha. There's going to be a widow who's going to take care of you. He sees there's no mona collecting wood. He calls her and he says, Can you give me some water so I can drink? And so she went, she got him water. Can I have some of the bread? She said, I have no, have no piece of cake to give you. I have a little bit of flour and I have a little bit of oil. I'm trying to gather a little bit of wood. I'm, I'm collecting this so I can make a cake or some bread. And that's all I have, and we'll eat that, otherwise we'll die. There was such a terrible famine. Elio says, you don't have to be afraid. Do what you're going to do. First, give me a little cake. You'll take it for me, and then you'll make it for your son and for yourself afterwards. Because this is what Hashem said. He says that Hashem said that the oil will not run out and the flour will not run out until Hashem brings back rain, until the famine is over. But he says, you have to give me first and then you take for yourself and for your child. Right? So he said, um, and then you can take for your child. So the Ravag is Masber over here that um, Elio gave for this because because through giving him first, Hashem will bring a bracha. If he wouldn't have given him first, the oil would have ran out. The shemen would have, the, the kemach would have ran out. 
because she first did a mitzvah with it, and she used the first thing was for Ruchmias, then there was a bracha that was afterwards. So again, you see this Nakuda, that the beginning has to be with Ruchmias, afterwards you can deal with it. Like uh, when Don Segel says a word, Hashem Hashem In the morning, what's the first thing you do in the morning? That's how Hashem knows who you, where you're holding. Those two things, you get up in the morning, you daven right away, you learn right away, then Hashem knows you through me, right? Somebody did, you know, get whatever you want to this, but yeah, the Iker Kavona is to do something. That's the focus has to be the first of Ruchli is Barakashmas. There was a Talmud, Rabzusha Valente. There was a Talmud of Desler. He tells over a Maisa that when he was learning in the Koyle, Gates of Koyle, so it was, Avdesler was there in the Koyle, and it was uh, in World War Two. So the English tried to raise money for the war effort, so people donated, you know, things from their house that they could do without or whatever. So they collected some valuable things that people gave, and then they made a sale, and people could buy for a cheaper price, but the money went for the war effort. So um, one Friday, so this young man, Zusha, so um, he's in a rush because he wants to go to the sale. Here's you can really help with Kishmak and Mitzia. Something really nice because wealthy people are giving their stuff. And uh, they're selling it for a cheaper price so you can get a Mitzia. So he's very eager to go. So right after Seder, he's in a rush to go. So the death says, well, we are going with the rush. He says, he explains to him that there's a sale. He says, oh, so can I come with you? Yeah, there's no why with death who wants to come with him to you know, to Sakamitsia at this auction, but okay. So they come there and they they see well their guy standing there saying, We have over here this beautiful silver tray. And, you know, it's just gonna cost you uh, ten shillings. So the guy's all excited, Well, wow, the ten shillings you can get that and he runs to to get it. And Rodesla follows and Rodesla says, You know, I really would like that. Let me have it. Okay, so he's not going to argue with Rodesla, because let's Rodesla buy it. And then he looks around, and there, uh, there's some uh, candlesticks. These are beautiful silver candlesticks, and it's just going to cost one sterling, whatever it is. And so uh, he wants to buy it, and Rodesla comes and says, I really need candlesticks. Can you let me buy it? And so then there's this beautiful silver cup. That was like, you know, like a kiddish cup or that silver big. So that was also like the 10 shillings. So he goes and he runs over to see if he can get that in the desk or not. Okay, at the end, so there was nothing left. So they, the guy comes back empty handed and the desk hit the jackpot. Right? So, <laughs> and the guy can figure out what's going on over here. Anyway. A little bit before Shabbos, there's a knock on his door. Desla comes with three beautiful packages, and he says, here, this is for you. The Yid opens up the packages, and there's the Kiddush cup, and there's the tray, and there's the life there. And he looks at Desla and says, what's going on? He says, you're wondering why I came with you. He says, I said, I want you to know. I saw when you were going how eager you were to go. You were so excited you could be able to get something for a cheaper price. And you, we got there and your mom was hopped on these things. Mom was like, it was, you know, unbelievable and you wanted to grab it. And he says, I just wanted to show you, you were a little bit too over eager 
to pursue getting something that was a Kashmir thing. Not the fears of that way. Yeah, he's too excited. Yeah, don't be so excited. You better make sure you learn not to be so excited about these things. So, yeah, giving them back to you, but I'm teaching you a lesson. And so uh, that was of Desla's Mahalas Nechinas. But there's also there's a tea for uh, the hair in what B'nai Gurna B'nai wanted. So, question, shall we say they understood their Kaliyahs, their Tafels? But there was a chisorin that somehow was nicker when they took the children after the behemoths, that there was a chisorin. And that's what it says, like Sofim Be'yamin, then Moshe Rabbeinu, like Silla Small, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, They had the, the Chalamaisis, their heart was in the wrong place. On one hand, they understood this was their tafkid, but there was an akuba that they didn't spell uh, suit to it properly. There was a little bit that you got to involve in the Gashmias and it caught up with you. But there's, there's a different machalach over here. You find in, in Parsha Zaysa Brocha, when Moshe gives the Brocha to Shevet God, so he says, Boruch Marchit God. You see that there was a Brocha then. God had a large piece of land and he gave a Brocha. I said, was the Etzim, was a Choshim like uh, then he says, Vayar, um, um, Vayar, um, Vayar, 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 he saw the racious, he wanted the racious, because there is the chaleg of Moshe Rabbeinu was buried. So God and Reuven had a tea for the cheshben. They wanted to take the land where Moshe Rabbeinu would be buried. Right? And so, um, so, if I see them one time, Mikne Rav, they had a Kenyan in their rug. That was what Rav, they had a Kenyan in their rug, and that's why they wanted to have a Shaykhus over there. But I'll call upon him. What is it? What's the pshat over here? It didn't work. He didn't know where Moshe's world was. They knew what was there. They knew it was there. Yeah, they could go visit. So, um, <laughs> so what the emissaries to that, if they wanted, they could have gone to Abraham. If they maybe they knew where it was, if they didn't, they knew it was around it. So okay, so they could. But I'll call for him. The pshat is teacher. The pshat is I say that the Svasemis explains that. Avery Yarden is where they fought Sichon and Oig. So it's Masbir that Sichon and Oig were like the, the gatekeepers to Eretz Yisrael. All the nations in Eretz Yisrael were relying on Sichon and Oig to keep any problems out. You're going to protect us, right? So Avery Yarden, his first emphasis is Masbir, a very interesting actually. He says, everything has a, a clip over it. There's a chitzonius to it. And so he says, just like the bris milah, you have the oiva, which covers the milk of the bris, and then there's the priya that's closer, and then you roll that back, and then you makala the, the ice bris kodesh. So the same thing, Abraham Yardain was like the oiva. That was the, the, what covered the kedusha, presented the kedusha in Eretz Yisrael. They held, held back anything from coming in. They maintained the tumah. And then the Shiva Umas, he went in, they might there, well, like the Priya, you have to roll them away, and then you got to the Kedushas Oritz. So the Kedushas Oritz was hidden beneath this. So they represented the Shairis of the Tumma that at that time permeated Eretz Yisrael. 
getting rid of Sichon and Oig was the first step of, of Shtelling of Kedush in Eretz Yisrael. It was the Shairish of Bittel Torah that, that, that lived in Canaan that had to be removed. Moshe Rabbeinu was buried there because that was the moment when Moshe Rabbeinu Alain was instrumental in destroying the Shairish of Ra in Eretz Yisrael and enabling Eretz Klaish to enter Eretz Yisrael. That was the, that was that, that's why he thought maybe now we could go with Eretz Yisrael. Even though Hashem said no, but he was able to get rid of the Shairish of Ra. So maybe he was allowed to go with Eretz Yisrael. But I'll call upon him. He, he, they, they saw, oh, this is the Mokim where we shtelevek the Shairish of Bittu Haran, the Shairish of Kedusha. They wanted to live in that Mokim, and they wanted to shtelevek. This is the Yishuv of being the Vatal, the Kodus Haran, and creating Kedusha. That was their Kavana. That's what they wanted to do. And um, unfortunately, uh, they, 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 in the Chalamaisis, there was an Akuda by them that, um, that they, they uh, now, now Chaim Kanievsky Hotel is That's why they didn't say this to Fevish. They just said, we want to go there because we have a lot of sheep, right? They didn't tell Moshe, we want to be because that's where you're going to be buried. Because it wouldn't have been nice to say that, right? So instead, they said, Yidrish saying, neither we want to have cats. But on a deeper level, this was the Kavana. didn't share that with Moshe, and that's why it never gets it gets spoken about. But the um, the bottom line is that they they were you know they they were their their wealth more than they were moikir their their other responsibilities. And, and the Dakis took away. They didn't see that at first, but the Dakis took away. It permeated what they did, and eventually it led the fact that they were the first ones to go into goals. But like an Emmis, it's interesting that um, the Svas Emmis says in the Vorim, he, he says, when Moshe Rabbeinu, the beginning, it talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu uh, fought with, in, over there, Sichon Melech Lamori, Og Melech Aboshin, that ray, right? So, uh, so the Svasema says that the Koifus Sichon Melech Cheshboin. Cheshboin refers to the mind. Cheshboin is a person thinks. So his tumor was connected to Machshava. Oig Melech Aboshin, Ashayosha be Ashtoris be Edrei. Edrei means the arm, right? So what that represents, Maisa. So to connect that, you have to fill in Shal Roish and fill in Shal Yad. Fill in Shal Roish is connected to Cheshbon, and connected to Maisa, you have to fill in Shal Yad. And those were the Koshos of Tumor that they created, connected to and Maisa. So we have to fill in connected to and Maisa. But I'll call upon them. Uh, that's what they so they wanted to still get back, and on, you know so these were the day, you know, this was the third day of the Halamaisus um, things didn't work out. So the, the the lesson you have to take from here is that um, we have to understand the priorities. What are your priorities in life? Right? The mice that uh, you said this over once. This guy came to the Super Bowl, and he sees that a little bit lower down. There's a lady sitting there, and there's an empty seat. So he goes down and he says, uh, what's with the seat? So he says, oh, it's my husband's seat. So um, he says, okay, is he coming? So he passed away. So he says, so you didn't want to give it to any of your relatives? 
So she says, oh, they decided to go to the funeral. This Maisa, there's a beautiful story with um, Rabbi Sol from Shklov, one of the Amidim of the Vilna Goyim. And so they were going to Eretz Yisrael. And very often when they went, they went by ship and there was always Tsaras. And so they were going, the ship ran into a storm. The captain came to the Sol from Shklov and he says, listen, I've been a captain for 30 years. This is the worst storm I've ever seen. Probably the boat is going to split in two very soon. You can decide if you want to tell your people or not. So he saw called them all up to the, to the deck. They told him what's happening. And he said, it's Efshir's school to be misbade. And Misa, usually, in a video, is to say it privately. But Hayoi said, our days are, our time is limited. It might be a bigger a bigger kapora uh, if you say people be rabbi. So the busha that we feel would be a kapora for So the first person to say people was a young, younger fellow. And he got up and he said, I want to say people. What's, what's he tells over the story. Was his family lived, shared a wall with the Zimbabwean. So the Zimbabwean's apartment of the house was on one side of the wall. He was on the other. His father had a store or something. And at night, he would sit and learn, but he would hear the Vilna Goyne learning. And he would just, you know, he would just sit there listening to the Vilna Goyne's Torah. And it was like in cloud nine listening to this. But so one night, the Vilna Goyne was, was just saying over, and he said this like a hundred times. And this guy was so blown away, he went to his wife and he said, you know, I get the message. I'd like to close up the store, not work in the store, and just spend the rest of my life learning. But you can, you'll have to take care of the store. Are you masking? So she said she's masking. He's going to learn, she'll take care of the business. But she wasn't able to run the business like the husband, and so Parnassa was not as easy. And so she told her children, we may not have as much food as we had before, because times are going to be more difficult. I may not be able to give you, you know, the same three meals you had every day, or the same two meals. Are you masking? If you're masking, your father can be totally alive and kind of learning. So they were masking. So he says, I told my mother that it's not a problem because in Cheder, they're starting to serve lunch. I will get a hot lunch every day, so I don't need the extra meal. So you can save one meal. And so this went on for about a year or two. That the truth is, I was lying. There was no meal in school. But I wanted to make sure that my father continued learning and that my mother wouldn't have to work too hard. So I told her I was getting what I would just eat, you know, leftovers from my friends. I packaged it me for those few years. And I lied to my mother, so I wanted to be misvaded that I lied to my mother. So the Sol Mishkot got up and he said, we say in Slichus, doing a Sersimetshuvah, we say to Hashem, turn to the Tlois, turn to our service, but don't turn to our Chatois. 
He said, Rebbeinu here, we're going to say to you, Rebbeinu Shem, These are the chatoim. So look at them. What was the chait? He lied so that he wouldn't have to take food from his mother so his father can sit and learn Torah. Pneinu elachatoyz. And after that video, all of a sudden, the storm subsided and they were able to make it there. It's Yisrael. And so, uh, that's the Yisrael Dvorim. Sometimes, we have to, the priorities have to be correct. And uh, when you have the right priorities, then things don't the way they're supposed to. But they have to be very careful because uh, the the of the Yetzirah, the Kayach for pursuing Gashmias is very powerful. But the one last Nakuda that I heard uh, Yisrael friend sent this over, that um, there's a Maisel with the Svas Emes. Svas Emes, was, his father died when he was very young. So he was raised by the Chushim The Chushim raised him very tough. And they, didn't, uh, they were very stark with him. And so one day, the Svasemis was up all night learning him up. And so uh, he fell asleep a little bit close to the morning, and he came a little bit late to Shafras. So after Shafras, the Chushim came over to him and laced into him, and she gave him a shmooks. He said, well, people are going to say, and you're the, you know, the anical of the Rebbe, and you're coming late to davening, and, you know, he's going on and on. So the Svasemsa's friend is thinking, why doesn't he say, he was up all night learning, and he was up. So after the, the tradition finished blasting him, he said, why didn't you tell the Zayda you were up all night learning? He said, I should tell the Zayda and lose out the opportunity to hear Musr from my Zayda? Why would I give up the opportunity to get a Musr Shmuz from the Fedusha Rim? Right? And so, where did he learn that from? The emphasis, you see that from the B'nai God of B'nai They go to B'nai come and they say, that, uh, you know, can we have the land in Abraham Yardin? So, Moshe gives them a whole Musr Shmuz, you know, uh, the thing you're going to cause them to chicken out and go to Eretz Yisrael. You're going to make them be scared. And this is what happened with the Meraglim. And now we came over here. Um, and they could have said, wait a second. We plan on going. But they let him finish. Only later, the Yikshu and the Yom Gidu say, Where's the Pshat? We're not going to give up a chance to hear most of the Moshe Rabbein. And so that's what the Sassanists learned at. And all sometimes, to learn to, to get a Moshe Shmuel, even if you don't deserve it. But <laughs> the opportunities that you get, you know, you don't, uh, you look back and you value them once you, once you have it. This topic is a very, very topic. And what? It's a very contemporary topic here. It deals with it. 